Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves bringing you episode 16 of Coach Talk. Uh, It's the first day of October, it's Monday, and we are past the halfway point of the regular season. And we're in we're in the thick of it right now. Uh, Don Bosco wise, we we beat Pope John High School uh, 37 to nothing over the weekend. Uh, we played very well on in all three phases. Defense obviously pitching a shutout. They're playing out of their minds and, and have been for a couple weeks. And wide receiver wise, it was our best game as a, as a unit by far. Um, and it was really the first time all season I saw them play with the energy and the attitude and the tenacity for a full 48 minutes that I expect to have and, and that we've been trying to build. Um, and I think that's for a number of reasons. I think as coaches, we really challenge the players during the week. Um, and, and like I mentioned to you, uh, you know, I think losing to Bergen Catholic was a big wake-up call and, and something that, that made these kids realize that you know, our days here are numbered and, and we really got to kind of pick it up to, to accomplish what we want to accomplish. Um, but I, think, I, think, I do think the, the offensive coaches, specifically our offensive coordinator, did a good job uh, you know, really challenging the kids to to give more and, and bring more to the team. Uh, and that was kind of the, the sentiment in the, in the wide receiver room all week as well. And I was just, I was asking some of the receivers yesterday during our meeting, I was like, what, what do you think the difference was? Like, why why did it feel like we as a group and as a team had so much more energy for 48 minutes? And a couple of kids said, you know, I really started to take it personally. And they were like, you know, we, we were, you guys were constantly telling us that we weren't doing enough, weren't doing enough, pointing out all these you know, lack of effort plays that, you know, put, took points off the board or at least didn't create explosive plays, especially with us blocking downfield. Um, I think the, our receivers have been very good blockers when they know they're at the point of attack. I, I, I've been unable to get them to buy into blocking on every single play, assuming every single play can be a touchdown and doing that for 48 minutes until this week. And I feel like we really, uh, you know, kind of took took a turn for, for the best here this week but they were saying they just started to take it more personally I think again a big loss to your rival wakes you up that you don't have a better way and that you know you maybe you should start listening to the advice you're getting from coaches more and then take all that stuff more seriously all those little details um, and then just the energy on the sideline one kid said that my personal energy is their coach I was screaming and going crazy on the sideline that got him going and it was cool for me to hear that because it, it, I can't lose that I can't ever afford I'm usually a high energy guy I'm usually yelling and screaming but I definitely was on a little bit of a different level uh, Friday night just trying to will the energy out of them and 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 you know there's how do you not get excited when your coach is you know screaming positive things in your face and and going crazy on the sideline like how are you gonna dog it when uh, how are you gonna dog it when those things happen you know so so I think that that for me personally, it's a big emphasis of mine is to make sure my energy's up all week and, and make sure that that's translating from, from the kids and that we continue to challenge each other 
um, you know, throughout this week. We have we're playing uh, St. Peter's Prep this this Friday. Uh, they were the number one team in the state. They lost to the Paul Catholic uh, earlier this week, so who knows who really cares what the rankings are. But they're a very, very, very good football team. Uh, really good football team. Uh, really well coached football team. Tough, a lot of athlete, bunch of athletes. So you know, like like every week in this conference, we got to play our best football to win. And I think that we are starting to play better and better and better. And something I mentioned earlier in this podcast is. In this league, with everyone in the Big North getting an automatic playoff berth, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And we just have to be playing our best football come the end of the season. And I think we're doing that. I think we're playing better than we did two weeks ago, better than we did last week. And as long as we feel that way this week, uh, we, you know, we're headed in the right direction and we get a chance to go on a run. So that's the focus. Um, kind of setting this week up. We'll talk more about it as we go. I want to spend some time to talk about uh, some Q&A. I got a really interesting question on Instagram this morning at about 7 a.m., uh, from a coach who, who asked me, how do you get your receivers to buy in and stay focused when your team is more run-oriented and they're not getting the ball as much as they thought they would or as much as they think they should be, but the run game is really working, the pass game isn't working so much. Obviously, as receivers, you know, we're all here to we're all here to to catch the football. You know, that's your job, that's what you want to do, you want to make plays. Most receivers pride themselves on being playmakers. Um and, and so I think it was a very interesting, very good question, and it's it's very uh, relatable to my situation here at Bosco because for anyone who doesn't know, we have two of the best running backs in the entire state of New Jersey. We got one kid uh, who's got offers from every D1 school you can name, from Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, you name it, uh, and then another kid who's just starting to pick up D1 offers who is an unbelievable player, plays both sides of the ball for us, does anything we ask from run blocking to pass catching to obviously running the ball as well. So our, our two best players on our team and two best playmakers are our running backs. And we're built to be a run first team. Um, so I think it's been a big challenge of mine. Whereas last year I came from Wesleyan and we threw the ball a hundred times a game and set every pass game record and, and all that. It's a very different situation this year. And so how do you keep your receivers locked in and engaged and fired up about playing when, you know, they're not catching 30 balls a game, they're catching 20. Um, and I think that the first thing, the only way I know how to do it is, is A, I think it starts at the beginning of the season recognizing what you think the identity of your team is going to be. And you need to be a strict disciplinarian and a strict enforcer about their attitudes. And you can't let any negative talk creep in. You can't allow them to start bitching and moaning about this and that. Like, you got to punish that right away. And I think it's something that was very clear for me being here from the beginning was, you know, we we have a certain mentality. I guess this goes into a bigger picture of when, when I was at Wesleyan, I started calling, I allowed the kids to start calling themselves Dub RU or Wide Receiver U, whatever, right? A lot of people took that the wrong way and thought I, we were being cocky, we were being, you know, too confident, whatever. And, and it wasn't that, like, I understand that that they will rub people the wrong way, but the point was to give the kids something to rally around and give and say, this it's a mentality, it's a mindset of how you play the game, how you prepare to play the game, and the energy you play with. So if you're going to have the balls to call yourself WRU and put that on social media and be public about it, well, you better practice that way every single day. You better bring energy every single day, and you sure as hell better block that way every single day because it's an all-encompassing identity for us, right? Like, we're dub RU. We do everything the best. There's nobody who does any aspect of receiver play better than we do. That's our goal. And that's not to say that we are the best. It's not to say that that we're better than anybody. And, and I don't even limit it to the receivers I'm coaching on this team. I limit it to all the receivers I've ever come in contact with because it's a mentality I try to instill in all of them. Have that confidence. Have that audacity to call yourself dub RU and call yourself the best because you're going to back it up with the way you work. And with that said, your attitude, your leadership, those are all parts of 
this equation that, that are non-negotiable. So you're not allowed to have a bad attitude. You're not allowed to bitch and moan about not getting the ball. Your only job as a member of WRU is to do your job and is is to sacrifice whatever the team asks you to do. You you sell out 100%. You sacrifice your ego and you make it happen for the good of the team. You trust your coaches to put you in the right positions. You trust everyone to make plays around you. And then when your time comes and the ball's in the air, go make plays on it. So I think the first thing you got to do when you're on a run first team coaching receivers is you need to hammer home that attitude and, and, and make it clear that it is unacceptable to bitch about not getting the ball because it is not your job to call plays or tell me where the ball should be. It's your job to do what we ask of you and sell out and be the toughest guy on the field every second of the day. And it's something that I started very early on with a lot of push-ups and bear crawls when I had that. When, when, when in the summer, there were kids who, especially in, in high school, it's interesting because you got kids who need the ball in their hands to make plays to get recruited. Like, it's just the facts. Kids need to add to their highlight film. They need to make plays on game film so that they can send it to college coaches and the coaches can see that and be impressed and offer them. Like, it's just the, the business that we're in. Um, but but you have they have to buy into the program and to your culture more than they're buying into their own personal interest. And I think the first way to do that is to beat it out of them. And that's that's my, been my number one philosophy is to beat that out of them, beat the selfishness out of them. You want to be selfish? You want to hang your head because you're not getting the ball? Get in the line and run. All right, here's here's 100 push-ups for you. Here's 50 up-downs. Go, ba- go bear crawl 100 yards. Whatever the punishment is, make it so awful that they never want to do it again and they realize I can't play for this guy unless I have the right attitude. And I think that's just something that I don't know a better way other than to beat it out of them. And then once you do that, once that mentality is established and the kids have a little bit of fear where they're not going to cross that line, they're not going to let their bad attitude show, then you have to praise positive plays in the run game more than anything. A kid makes a big block that is such, it's got to be a bigger deal than any big catch he makes. I don't care if he scores a touchdown. If he blocks somebody to spring a touchdown, that is the greatest thing that can happen in your room. And I think that has to be the next thing that you're enforcing is not only are you going to stay positive and be a leader and do what's asked of you and not worry about getting the ball, but when you do do what I ask and sell out in the run game and create plays on the perimeter, create explosive plays because you're putting people on their butts and you're blocking your butt off on the perimeter, well, I'm going to praise that more than anything. I'm going to make sure everybody can hear me. Whether for me with, with Southern Hustle, I'll, I'll tweet out a video of one of my guys pancaking a kid, which I did this weekend. Or I will say it in front of the whole team or the whole offense or get really fired up in practice and run down the field and smack him on the helmet when he, when he makes a big block as opposed to he makes a big catch. That's your job. That's, that's different. But I think it, it starts with, with beating that negative attitude out of them with whatever consequences you want to create, whether it could just be one-on-one conversations or maybe it's extreme conditioning or physical punishment like that. And then and then when they are doing their job in the run game and they're buying into the identity of your team, then it's just praising that and making sure they understand how important that is and how valuable that is. Um, so that, that was a great question. Really interesting topic. Um, but that's all I got. This is episode 16 of Coach Talk, Monday, October 1st. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Reach. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscayne. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach.
Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.